Um, hey, Angelique Constance, how you doing? Hi. How are you? We're like, what are you looking at? What are you looking there? at? Are you looking at us? <laughs> you're looking over yeah, there. I'm looking at you guys. You but got I'm your also notes? Over there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's me. Um, but yeah, no, um, you guys, um, Becca and uh, Camilla, um, I loved you guys in season one and I've already gotten through season two. You guys oh, a <laughs> emotional resonance to the show that is very fascinating. And it's just mm-hmm. such a visually immersive show in and of itself. Yeah. Um, but I was curious when you guys first got, you know, the idea, the call sheet and just kind of reading the role, like, did you guys realize the visual undertaking and how emotionally immersive this was actually going to be. I was just really no, curious. No, no, no. You hear us, we're both like, no, uh, no, no idea. <laughs> we both come from a world not at all sci-fi. Like this is not our world. We didn't know what rotoscoping was. Oh, no idea. No idea. Uh-huh. Um, and we, I will say that it was a leap of faith. Mm. And the reason I will speak for myself, the reason I took this job is because I love Kate Purdy mm. and Raphael and Bob um, Wakesburg wrote an incredible story. And I've worked with Kate before, so I trusted her, but there was no way to know what it was going to look like. It was, there's no way of knowing because it had never been done. Right. So like, as we shot season one, which is almost five years ago now, we would wait to like see anything. Like we would finally like halfway through the season, we were like, can we see anything of what this is? Like, what do we look like? Because we were just in a room, in an office like this, like nothing. There's no sets. There's no anything. And when I, when I first heard it, they're like, they want you to go in. It's animation. And so I read the script. I'm like, oh my God, I love, right. we got a lat- three strong Latinx women on one project. Muzzle tough. I want to, I want to be a part of this. And then, but then the animation part, I was like, this is, seems really real. <laughs> How are you going to do this animation? And then I basically thought I was, I was saved by the script. That was my touchstone right. and the quality of actors that we had. I knew Bob, Bob, uh, Bob Odenkirk, Odenkirk was going to pay my husband. I and then we had you. like John Corbett come in and Jeannie Triplehorn. I mean, just we really were... great actors. And so that's, one. Yeah. that was what I had to hold on to. And then it was really just, like you said, a leap of faith leap while of faith. we were shooting the scenes. Cause all it was, was tape and on the floor, on the floor, like and, where to move. Yeah. Like literally tape on the floor. Like this is, they would be like, this is the end of <laughs> your reality, the the hallway. And here is the door and here is the counter. And like, if you went too far in any given direction, they'd say, no, go back, cut, go back. Cause you, your elbow is now in a wall or things like that. So it's like season two, they actually had the shadows of where we should stand. Cause it really, yeah, you need some relativity in order to find your place in the space. Um, and having that really actually helped. That did help. You're right. Yeah. Season two, we got an upgrade. We got to go, we had like a sound stage, but it was like still weirdly bare bones because of COVID. So there was only eight people ever on set at the time and our directors and writers and everyone was on zoom. So we were just together and And sometimes not even together. Like a lot of my scenes were with a, a dummy head. Which you would never know because it's so emotional and because it's so immersive and so beautiful. And we're so brilliant. And we're so brilliant. (laughs) But you would never think that, that it's like shot like that. That we were not even together in the same room most of the time. There's Hisco Helsing magic there. Yeah. It's just magic. Paul, you have the next question. Yeah, well, along those same lines, you know, it's 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 gotta be such a gift to do something that's challenging and unique and really, really special. 
but also there's no acting school or, or class that can prepare you for something like what you're talking about. So in what headspace did you have to put yourself in to do to prepare to do these emotional things? Yet you're playing, you know, standing on tape and, you know, talking to dummy heads and things like that. Just that's that's pretty unnatural, yeah. but you do so well with it. Well, thank you. And I, I'll, I'll start by just saying, I know, I don't even know this about you, but I'm a, I'm like a theater girl. So mm. I grew up in theater and mm. I grew up, I was a musical theater major. I've been doing theater my whole life. So weirdly the imagination mm. of all of those improv classes and all the movement classes and all the breath work kind of played in very easily. And then this is where I have so much in common with Kate. I'm a deep meditator and I practice Kundalini yoga. So a lot of, for years, so a lot of my practice with that is imaginative and visualization and kind of getting out of my own head. So I think for me, I brought a lot of my Kundalini into mm. this and a lot of my theater. And I would just kind of like breathe and center and just go. It's like this thing. It's like where you just go and, and again, trust. Yeah. It's interesting is I don't have that. The, the, I don't have a theater background at all. I mean, I'm, boots on the ground working is all I've, right, ever, done, right, is right. All I've ever done, but because I was a dancer and because sure. I understand movement and because I, I didn't have distractions. I really connected to the character so much that um, there was a tremendous amount of trust and I loved it so much in playing a character like this, that whatever they asked me to do, I mean, there was just season one was like, okay, you're, you walk in and you find your daughter, uh, she's committed suicide and she's on the floor. And you're like, what? Okay. And then the next minute, I mean, there's no setups. There's no time in between these intensely emotional moments. We had cast chairs that we never even got a chance to, to sit in. So you really have to just jump in 100% and, and go there. You can't even think about it. And mm -hmm. I actually think that's the gift I because so. you can't get in your head too, yeah. too much because you'll never make it. I actually think, cause we come from a world of like primetime television mm our other TV shows, I actually think that more of those shows should incorporate what we do here. Cause I think it would make the acting better to be mm. honest with you. I think there's a lot of distractions on like normal sets mm. and there's so much stop and start because yeah. your hair and your perfect face yeah. and your perfect wardrobe, like there's none of that. So you're just left with the words yourself, the, the work, the art, and it becomes very fulfilling in yeah. a way that I have not been fulfilled in Hollywood in a long time. And your acting muscles get super oh, yeah. strong because you have nothing else to um, rely on. Samuel, you have the next question. Yeah, um, this is for both you guys. So um, with Becca, the first season, it was kind of like, Becca was a very interesting character, but it was almost like she was always playing off of Alma. Alma was mm -hmm. always the center of attention. Mm -hmm. But at the same as that time, you could tell, you could empathize for what was going on with Becca. So moving from there, you started to kind of uncover a little bit about Becca, you know, and then now this season, she's got an awakening. She's got her own powers, but you're starting to see from her point of view, like how she feels about her family. And right. the, the dynamic of this show really centers around family on so many different levels. And the other side of that with, you know, with, with Camilla, like the first season, she was the mom. She was kind of overbearing. Like you could tell us a lot of different things that she was dealing with emotionally because she was scarred traumatically from losing her husband too. And she had to figure out how to make this work. Well, now this season, 
her husband is there, but it's still a lot because mm-hmm. she still has a lot she hasn't dealt with from her past. Right. And so from you guys' perspective with your characters evolving and getting to do so much more, you already talked about the expression of how much it is to, to act and, and, and how this is the undertaking for this. But as far as your characters, are you loving how your characters are kind of progressively evolving and getting pushed into a different stratosphere almost? I was yeah. curious about perspective on that. I mean, I would, I think absolutely. It's so rewarding and um, exciting. I will say we had no idea until the table reads what's going to happen. They don't, they're not giving us, they're not privy. We're not privy to like what's happening in the season arc. So mm. I, I'm just so proud um, of Becca for kind of leaning into her power, becoming a self-asserted woman, speaking up for herself. And I think she does a really good job in season one of like compartmentalizing and not wanting to be like Alma and kind of like siding with mom more. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this season, she's kind of like, well, this is who I am. Like, I can't fight it anymore. And I think that she probably has known about her powers Mm -hmm. the way I interpret it. And like, she just hasn't ever told anyone or she doesn't know that other people can see, like there's a world in which there's a little bit of that. So that is interesting to me. And I think that Becca's just kind of finally like, let's do this together for our family, for myself to uncover. And it's a really powerful role. Like I think season one, she's a little snarky and like annoying. And like, she's really trying to be, in my opinion, the only way I describe it is she's trying to be like very white and like fit into this stigma of like what it is to be a white woman and like marry the rich guy. And I think season two, she's a little looser and she's, you see glimpses of that in season one where she like hooks up with the bartender and she's a little (laughs) messy. And I think she just like leans into that and you see that like, no, A, no one's perfect. Mm. We're all effed up. Mm -hmm. We all have our shit. I keep wanting to swear. We all have our stuff. And I I think that that's what makes season two so colorful and yummy for Becca. I think for Camilla, we get into, I feel so much compassion and I thank Kate for exploring the history of what happened to Camilla and how much she has endured and felt and survived and the damage that just life coming at her, family coming at her has made her, um, like you just have, I have a compassionate point of view about her, whereas maybe season one, I might've judged her because I don't understand. And I think that is the greatest mm. gift is for her to explore her history. And, and I thought about it and actually just kind of um, came to me now. One of the greatest gifts I think that uh, younger generations have is that they have less stigma about shame and being closed off to what historical generations would be shaming and scarring and we had to hide everything. And the gift of, it's so funny, it makes me emotional, the gift of of her daughters going backwards to help her heal and explore her own pain so she can heal. If, If we can translate the awareness of that and what future generations can do for older generations, psychologically, emotionally, and um, historically repairing some of history. If if this show touches people that way, I think this show is so important for that reason. Paul, you have the next question. Well said. Wow. And, you know, on those same notes, uh, you both have had such interesting and really amazing careers and just such a wide variety of work. And this is just 
I don't know. It's it's on a different level and it makes people mm. think. And that's a, the beautiful thing about art when it can do that. And so what would you say to those that are looking up to you and seeing what you do right now and go, ah, that's what I want to do? Oh, I love that. Yeah. What? Oh, what uh, you, future generations <laughs> who want to participate. Like, you, like kids yeah. that are watching this or young people. Yeah. Like, like yeah. What, what, what advice would you give them? Because you've, well, you've set such a great example. That's so nice. I Thank you. Yeah, I would. For 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 this show in mm-hmm. particular, um, the mental health aspect of it, I think I would want to have people feel uh, seen and feel safe. And I would tell future generations and or younger kids uh, or anybody who's who's don't be so afraid to be who you are. You know, there's lots of space to be filled in society and. There doesn't have to be so much um, shame about everything because we're all human. We all have so much baggage. And um, as far as uh, Latinx representation, um, I think take up space. You deserve to take up yeah, space. Yeah, like stop hiding. Like yeah. we, we all kind of come, we, we share that where it's like you feel like we don't deserve it or something. Or marginalized. And I would say, I would say yeah. people of color in general, just to, to, to take up space and be heard and demand it. And I would say if, if there's actors or people who mm. are creatives watching this show, if anything, it shows you like you, if you work hard enough and like, do like, just kind of stay consistent mm. in your craft, whether mm. it be animation, writing, whatever, like it, it can be mind-blowing mind-bending really expansive work Mm -hmm. and like your what you think is just playing in a play or something can lead like so far if you just stay consistent I think in your craft and I think this is a really great example that from all of our uh between Hisco and Mm. um Raphael and Kate and ourselves as actors like we've all been at this a long time I never in a million years would have thought a show like this would have come into my, on my, in my plate. And I'm just like, so excited that I have like, really that we have had the, I don't know what the word is. Cause wherewithal. I feel wherewithal, but it's like, don't be afraid, like don't, take a chance. Cause yeah. like when you first, when we first got the script five years ago, like how would we know it would be this thing? Yeah. So it's like, if it feels good, trust your intuition, keep going, just say yes. Right. And like, take the chance because you never know what's going to happen. And this show, I think is that in a nutshell, take if a chance I, and, and if, like, just do it. If I could talk to my past self as a child, I would say, oh, you don't even know the amazing right. things that are going to come your way. I know you're insecure and you don't feel <laughs> good enough and you're afraid on that you're not qualified and so many things, but it doesn't matter. Life is messy. And if you hang in there, amazing things will happen that for just you. makes me cry that just makes me cry because <laughs> it's so true yeah it is well, it's so be- beautifully said to- thank you thank you thanks for some great questions yeah i guys. really appreciate thank it you so much. yeah